When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833 833- 995 gold that's 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Thursday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Coming to you live from Houston. Clay and I are in studio together here at uh, KTRH. We'll be at an event tomorrow night in Houston. Want to say hi to everybody in the area here, all of our folks, all of our people. Looking forward to uh, seeing all of them. Lots of news to cover today. Obviously, the latest updates from the war in Ukraine. And Zelensky apparently challenging Putin to meet face-to-face with the uh, onslaught of the Russian invasion still going on here. Um, We've also got some additional COVID uh, restriction, lingering COVID fights and COVID restrictions, things that people are recognizing now they hadn't before, specifically about childhood development and masking. And there's a lot to be upset about for folks who are paying attention to this, what the teachers unions did to children all across the country so they can get paid vacations at home, basically. Zoom learning, they called it. Clay's going to have more for us on the Leah Thomas situation, the transgender swimmer who is going to be the most dominant female, female in, in quotes, not actually female, but female swimmer in the history of the sport. If this continues on, we'll get into that. But, you know, you might have seen something, and Clay and I have been going back and forth on this, on this a lot. I mean, Clay, you've certainly seen the... Strange things that people... You mentioned the EA Sports, which is a big video game maker, kicking off the Russian teams from their soccer game. This is a video game, right? Really strange. And and vodka that's Russian being poured out the drain. We're having a Freedom Fries moment of moral panic right now over this. The West knows Putin is the aggressor. He's a bad guy. We all have clarity on that. We have to watch very closely at what's going on here, though, and how we can mitigate this how we can limit this to the degree we can as outsiders and not get drawn further into it that's the big bright red line we have but you can see there's already an effort to use the political narrative here of good versus evil in ukraine in ways that should be very concerning to us back here at home joe biden was speaking yesterday this is right after the state of the union address where did you feel unified? I did not feel the country was unified after the State of the Union address. No, I would agree with you. I don't think very many people out there at all felt unified. And by the way, I want to hear this clip, but can we just point out Monday mask outdoors for Joe Biden as he walked across the White House grounds. Tuesday, no mask at the State of the Union. Wednesday, Milwaukee to go try to sell the State of the Union mask again i mean this is so transparently ridiculous even not even analyzing what he's saying but the mask olympics the mask oppression whatever you want to call it is beyond absurd democrat politicians have essentially turned the mask into flag pins remember people would say you know and and early on in the iraq war also there's a lot of people wearing flag pins are they not wearing where's your flag pin 
masking for them is not a sign of patriotism. It's a sign of adherence to the science, whatever that actually means, or they're suffering from an actual mental health disorder. I mean, somebody who thinks that one day a mask is good, the next day it's bad, the next day it's good. It's so crazy. This is this is entirely irrational. But while that's all going on, you need to remember, Joe Biden just pretended to be the president for all Americans earlier in the week and, and did the whole rah-rah State of the Union address thing. Here he is. Just yesterday, I think he was up in uh, Wisconsin. Milwaukee, no, I believe. Yeah, it was, was Milwaukee. By the way, Wisconsin. we're also number one. We're number one in Houston, enjoying ourselves. You went up to Milwaukee recently. Fantastic people there. Absolutely. Appreciate all of you listening on uh, WISN. And here is what here is what I was going to say Putin said. Pardon me. Here is what Biden said about the invasion. You've got to hear this, folks. The invasion of Ukraine. I mean, what really led up to this? Play clip one. Vladimir Putin was counting on being able to split up the United States. Look, how would you feel if you saw crowds storm and break down the doors of the British Parliament, kill five cops, injure 145, or the German Bundestag, or the Italian Parliament? I think you'd wonder. Clay, he is equating... First of all, he's lying about five cops being killed again. One billion percent lie. He just won't stop. He, they keep saying this. People committing suicide months after a riot is not the same thing as dying from being beaten to death with a fire extinguisher. The riot was what they said. But but put aside that lie for a second. The, the, the even bigger lie, in a sense, is that Putin went into Ukraine, according to this assessment from our current commander in chief, because of the threat to democracy and the divisions created here at home from January 6th. You have Biden straight up implying that the war in Ukraine is the fault of people walking into the Capitol building, many of whom were just taking selfies and trespassing on federal property during a official proceeding. This is crazy. It's it's beyond crazy. First of all, it should be flagged as a huge lie because claiming that January 6th, uh, five people got killed who were police officers is a flagrant lie. But what's also crazy about this, Buck, is Biden didn't mention January 6th in his entire State of the Union address. He talked for 62 minutes to the entire nation in an address that they probably drafted, what do you think, 20 times, 30 times before it was finished? They made a calculated decision. We're not going to mention January 6th. And then he immediately goes on the road to try to sell the speech that he just gave in the State of the Union and decides to make this outlandish of a claim. If he truly believed this, why wasn't it in the State of the Union? And what sort of political calculus is going on that he's falsely trying to appeal to a big audience, right? Uh, Maybe when he thinks Republicans and independents are paying attention in the State of the Union. And then when he's back to selling red meat to the far left-wing elements of his party, he's selling this. I also wonder, Buck, when I hear this, were they so attacked by members of their own party privately for not mentioning January 6th? That Biden felt like he had to kneel at the altar of the left wing of his party and immediately basically apologize and come out and go farther left than, frankly, I ever remember him going as it pertains to directly blaming five different people uh, who are police officers supposedly dying in this January 6th event. I thought, Buck, and I probably bet you did as well. That he would try and tie Ukraine into January 6th, but I thought he would do it in his State of the Union address. I wonder if that got the cutting room floor at the last minute, and then the Biden White House had such blowback of a negative direction after the State of the Union that they immediately told him, hey, let's put this back that we cut out of the State of the Union into this Milwaukee for the red meat for the left-wingers. And here's why I think you have to pay close attention to this. You can't just say, well, this is Joe Biden being the reckless demagogue that he always is, we are seeing now in this era of COVID and the pandemic, and also leading into that, I would argue, four years of the Russia, 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 Putin stole the 2016 election for Trump hysteria, but hysteria as a tool of political mobilization is being used all around us in the West, in America. Look what just happened in Canada. Yeah, You had Justin Trudeau invoke a effectively a national security act which is 
pretty close to martial law, the Emergencies Act there, which is only supposed to be if there's a threat to the integrity and security of the overall nation because people parked their trucks in downtown Ottawa and had cookouts on the street. But he thought they were neo-Nazis and he lied about them and he undermined them in the public as much as possible with those lies. We're seeing the usage of tools now that will be used against us here. And I think that's why it's it's so concerning. When you have all these things being done against Russians abroad, I'm not talking about even what's going on in Ukraine. They're saying we should seize the assets of people who think of themselves as wise, Clay, and think that they're they're brilliant about how to deal with this, want us to punish the children of wealthy Russians who are in America. You're seeing this talked about. You know, we should seize seize their yachts, seize their cars, keep them out of Harvard or whatever. Based on what? I mean, what is the legal principle for that? Some of them aren't even in Russia. I mean, you're, you're just going to... Now, that hasn't happened yet, but you can see the overreaction from the perspective of a, a moral hysteria that means that people have to do all these things. We're, we're all going to do everything we can. We're going to forget about principles. We're going to forget about rule of law and constitutional precedent and constitutional protection. People don't think that's going to be used against us here to suppress dissent, too. You've seen it in Canada. You're seeing, I'm not talking again about inside Ukraine. We'll get into that in a second. I'm talking about what they want to do to Russians all over the world, including here in America. They're, we're in a moment of hysteria right now. People need to slow down. This Take is, a breath. This is the challenge in general of social media because everybody feels the need to one-up the next person. And the moral indignation meter, the outrage meter, as I would put it, is constantly in need of being accelerated, of being advanced. And so there's a moral panic, and I've seen this for a long time, in terms of who can be the most outraged by something, right? And sometimes that can initially be very positive, because I do think the overall uh, outreach of the democratic process to try to stand up against Russia has been very powerful and positive. But at some point, you tip over into the hysteria realm. And, I mean, I just think it's kind of outlandish. You mentioned it a moment ago. But sports is often an interesting window into this outrage meter. Does it really make sense for EA Sports to pull Russian soccer teams off of their FIFA video game? I mean, does it really make sense that your 15- and 16-year-old kids or grandkids who might play FIFA and might have a game where they're playing occasionally against a Russian team, that they shouldn't be able to do that. And this, by the way, the flip side of this is, same thing when they put Colin Kaepernick in Madden, right? He's a quarterback in Madden right now, even though he's been out of the league for years, and they rated him inside of Madden, where the quality of the player supposedly matters so much, as better than many starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's nonsensical, and to your point, Buck, there is an element of hysteria that I believe is manifestly more advanced because of social media than it ever was in the past. And sometimes that can be good, but it rapidly gets out of control and spirals into absurdity. Rules for Radicals, Clay. Saul Alinsky. This is, this is from Rules for Radicals. You want to know how the left thinks? It is essentially their handbook. Once you organize people around something as commonly agreed upon as pollution, then an organized people is on the move. From there, it's a short and natural step to political pollution, to Pentagon pollution, and then to whatever else you want. So you get everybody with all this indignation about Russia, which is, understand again, yes. agreed upon. Yep. But once the people are mobilized, now you have people that feel activated, energized, and they want something. They want to feel like they have power. They have some way of affecting the outcome. And what, what concerns me is we're in a time, we're coming out of the pandemic now. People are finally, I think, starting to realize what's going on here. And there's a trauma from the, there's a really a post-pandemic syndrome that we're all suffering from here in America and, and places all over the world. But in this elevated time of anxiety, hysteria, when you're talking about a military conflict going on overseas where one power has thousands of nuclear weapons or you know, over a thousand nuclear weapons, whatever the official number is, Clay, we all need to be very cautious about how fast we are pushed into believing a certain narrative, into accepting, uh, you know, a, a certain pathway forward. Because I think the elites are rattled. I think people are over anxious, and I think the Biden administration is desperate for a narrative of this is why we should be in charge. 
I think that's well said. I would also point out that this directly undercuts what has been a moment of unity. Most people in America, Democrat, Republican, Independent, are united in believing that Russia should be stood up to for invading Ukraine. When you're Joe Biden and you go to Olympia, Wisconsin, by the way, I believe it's Olympia, Wisconsin, as opposed to Milwaukee. Sorry, Superior, Wisconsin. Eventually, I'll get it right. Superior, Wisconsin. But when you're Joe Biden and you go and say, hey, this Russia invasion is directly connected to the Republican Party in the United States, you dilute the support that you already had and the unity to some extent, because then you start arguing over why this is occurring as opposed to trying to combat it, which directly dilutes and destroys uh, the unanimity of opinion as it pertains to Russia invading Ukraine. Just another failure of Joe Biden when it comes to trying to draw everybody together. I I just throw this out there too, Clay. We didn't even go a day between the State of the Union. We didn't go a full 24 hours before the sentiment was, why don't you guys back Biden up in his righteous pushback against Vladimir Putin, which we are actually yes. backing up. Everybody is. That. Everybody is. But why aren't you backing him up to, well, actually, the insurrection caused this. Yes. It's your fault. They, they didn't wait very long with that uh, pseudo-unity message. By the way, we've got fantastic guests uh, today on the show. We want to tell you about them for a second. Um, t- top Trump economic advisor, Larry Kudlow, will be with us coming up here in just a few minutes, actually. And then later on, Zuby. He's kind of like Ronaldo, the soccer player. People just know him as Zuby. Yes. Uh, he'll be with us. He's been a great voice on COVID, and we'll talk to him about how, essentially what we just got into a second ago, Clay, which is how do people psychologically from a mass hysteria go to normalcy, right? How do we transition into this? He's also done a great job pointing out the difference between men and women. He had a funny bit where he decided to become the strongest woman in the history of mankind. That was where I think he initially started to get attention. I bet he's got some opinions on the greatest women swimmer of all time being a man. Definitely talk to him about that topic. Do something good for yourself today. Take one action that will save you hundreds of dollars a year while also improving your cell phone service. Switch to Pure Talk. You keep your number, you keep your phone, and the switch over from the service you have will be seamless when you go with Pure Talk. Takes maybe 10 minutes or so. From that point on, you're getting the monthly savings that Pure Talk offers. You'll likely save 50 or $60 a month or more. Families on a family plan are saving, get this, $800 a year plus. You can easily cancel your plan with Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile. With Pure Talk, you'll be on the same cell phone towers, the same 5G network, but Pure Talk's plan has you buying just what you need, and you'll get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data right now for just $30 a month. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 Say Pure Talk, you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. You can literally be switched over to Pure Talk service in less than 10 minutes. Dial pound 250, say Pure Talk. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. The number one fantasy sports app in America is Prize Picks. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Five million members already active on Prize Picks. If you've not yet downloaded Prize Picks, do it today. Unlike other apps on Prize Picks, it's just you against the number. It's about the players and not the teams. You look for the sports you know best and that you follow the most. Then you make a single decision on each player projection, more or less, every time you play. You pick two to six players and make that one decision. You can win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four picks. More player action on prize picks now than ever. And it's the best way to get action on sports in more than 30 states now. Prize picks also gives you injury insurance so your picks stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Download the free prize picks app and open your account. Use my name, Clay, for a first deposit match. Up to a hundred dollars. Download the Prize Picks app. Use promo code Clay. That's C L A Y to get set up and get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. 
You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Welcome back to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. Thanks so much for being with us. Larry Kudlow is also joining now. The Fox News Media contributor. His show Kudlow airs uh, at 4 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business Network. And uh, Mr. Kudlow served as assistant to the president for economic policy and director of the National Economic Council. Larry, great to have you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. The name's Kudlow, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, sir. So tell us this. The Chinese uh, the Chinese situation right now vis-a-vis Russia and sanctions. Peace right now in the uh, Washington Post. China not emerging as lifeline for sanction slam Russian economy. What do you see with this? Yeah, China's backing off. They haven't uh, they haven't thrown in completely with Russia. I mean, they're they're not, they're not exactly in the Western Alliance, but it is interesting to me that they have backed off what I would consider total support for Russia. And and by the way, China has links to the Ukraine, as you may know, and they have links to other East European uh, countries. Uh, which I suppose I don't like, but whatever I like or don't like, they've decided to withhold. And I had read also reports that Chinese banks were not stepping up their bank loans, you know, to Russia for one reason or another, um, for one product or another. And I, that caught my eye, I don't know, three or four days ago, uh, because money in Russia has completely dried up. The um, U.S. and Western sanctions uh, are working to a large extent. Better late than never. But, um, yeah, China's being very cautious about this. And I'll tell you one other thing. It's sort of a sideline. It's not exactly what you're getting at. But the fact that Russia is having so much trouble militarily, I mean, their army is underperforming very badly. I know that's overwhelming, and eventually, uh, eventually they're going to succeed in some way, shape, or form. But it's a warning to China. You know, they could go into Taiwan, but Taiwan will fight like hell, just like the Ukrainians have fought like hell. And it may not be so easy to uh, exercise any uh, interference with Taiwan's sovereignty. So there's a bit of a warning shot there, and I'm glad to see it. Larry, you you just brought up the Taiwan-China situation, and I'm fascinated to hear what you think would happen. We've seen all these American corporations, Disney, uh, Apple, uh, you basically Nike, anybody you name that has relationships with Russia, they've all backed off since the invasion of Ukraine and said we're not going to have anything to do with the Russians. What would they do if China invaded Taiwan, given comparatively wildly more economic power on the side of China? Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, I, I don't know what they do. I mean... Look, Taiwan's a very strong economy. It's completely different than, than, than Russia. Taiwan is, you know, a leading economy. 
like a top 10 or top 15 economy in terms of their size and their efficiency and productivity and whatnot. So I'm not sure how these big companies who are heavily invested in China uh, would deal with Taiwan. It might be, it might be trickier, but the one area that is of international significance in Taiwan is not the entertainment or the media area. It's the semiconductor area. Taiwan Semiconductor is a powerhouse. It's a global powerhouse. Uh, we're trying to bring them to, you know, they're, they're going to be building a new plant in Arizona. I think they got something going on in the Northwest in Oregon, if, if I'm not mistaken. So that's the, the economic value added is all the semiconductor stuff. And that's really important. Um, and by the way, worth protecting. Uh, because if that ever got shut down. So I don't know how to answer your question. I, I really don't. Um, self-sanctioning, I mean, look, self-sanctioning is a very pleasant surprise by these American companies with respect to uh, Ukraine. Very pleasant surprise. Not 100%, um, and we're still buying Russian oil, uh, which is a terrible thing to finance Putin's war machine. But I'm impressed, and even in the oil and gas area, there's a lot of self-sanctioning going on. Refiners are looking, you know, walking away from contracts. Uh, bank lenders are walking away from financing. So if you go to Taiwan, I think a Chinese invasion would be looked at just as badly as the Russian invasion of Ukraine, Okay. Buck, that's my instinct here. You just can't do this stuff. In other words, the world has awoken to the threats, and um, and that's very important. And I think Russia has opened up a can of worms they probably never even anticipated. So my hunch is China will have a real hard time going into Taiwan, and American companies would be very leery of uh, of helping China in any way, shape, or form. We're speaking to Larry Kudlow, Fox News media contributor. His show Kudlow airs for Eastern on Fox Business Network, and obviously he was a senior economic advisor to Trump in the Trump administration. All right, Larry, if you, you know, you heard the State of the Union, obviously, earlier in the week. If we got you in the room with Biden and, you know, his National Economic Council and said, look, you got to tell them, what needs to be done here with regard to Ukraine, specifically on the economy, what would you tell them they should do that they're not doing? Drill, drill, drill. Completely change their policies regarding energy. You know, this was the fatal flaw from day one. Sacrificing energy independence made us dependent on Russia. And it, it's incalculably stupid. And it has so much to do with this uh, crazy war going on in the Ukraine and, you know, Putin's grandiose ahistorical dreams of the Russian Empire. I mean, they, they, you know, we have got to be using all of our resources. The thing is, you know, I had Joe Manchin on the show last night. We had a long talk. And the it used to be generally agreed upon in both political parties, you know, going back for the last 30, 40 years, uh, we had an all of the above energy policy. We would develop fossil fuels and we would develop renewables and we would develop nuclear and so forth. Now, what Biden has done and much worse, I mean, Obama tried some of this stuff. But the fracking revolution came full steam on during the Obama years. And there's really not much they could do about it. You know, and plus, Republicans had the Congress for a good chunk of his presidency. But what Biden has done is this extreme policy where it's no longer all the above. It's no more fossil fuels. All right. And it's everything, you know, $550 billion of subsidies going into renewables and batteries and electric cars and all the rest of that stuff. You know, this is a radical departure uh, thing to these radical progressive climate people. And this has to be stopped. It must be stopped. And incidentally, it's, 
it's not only about energy independence, it's about the whole economy. I mean, look, fossil fuel powers the economy. And if they continue, or if they're allowed to continue, it will do enormous damage to jobs, family incomes, and things like that. It would be enormous damage to the GDP. There is no alternative universe here. You're not going to run an economy without fossil fuels. I mean, right now it's about 70, 75% of the economy. And, and by the by, I'm not against uh, wind turbines. I'm not against solar panels and so forth. I'm just saying anybody who thinks you can get along without fossil fuels is literally out of their mind. And the Bidens are, in that respect, out of their mind. And they don't have any, they've never presented an alternative universe. They've never given us, you know, here's how the structure is going to look like. And incidentally, the hypocrisy embedded in this view, uh, in order to get, uh, you know, let's go to the electric uh, automobiles and batteries and so forth. You're going to have to dig up a lot of commodities. And digging up a lot of commodities itself will be carbon intensive, okay? That's going to create more emissions, not less. And we don't have those resources to do it. And the toll on prices, the cost of this would be just uh, enormous. And, of course, the quantity of power would come down. It would rage inflation, and it would do great damage to the economy. That's the point. That's the single biggest mistake those guys have made. And I'm not even talking about their massive social spending and their attempts to transform uh, both the economy uh, and our culture, which is bad enough. I'm just saying on this one particular area, it is their single largest mistake. We're talking to Larry Kudlow. He is a Fox News media contributor, and his show, Kudlow, airs an hour after hours for Eastern Fox Business Network. Last question for you, Mr. Kudlow. Appreciate the time. We talked with Donald Trump at Mar-a-Lago last week. And part of our discussion centered around the question of whether or not Vladimir Putin would have invaded Ukraine if Trump were still president. You worked in the Trump White House. What's your take on that? Would Vladimir Putin be have invaded Ukraine, in your opinion, if Trump were still the president of the United States? I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've read his public statements. Uh, I have not talked to him in the last two weeks. I talked to him a little bit. Uh, I talked to him a few days before the invasion. But look, just in generic terms, Donald Trump would have rattled Putin's cage. Okay, if he had seen 150, 175,000 troops built up uh, on the east side of Ukraine, he would have gone on the phone and rattled Putin's cage. You know, um, and I think that's the big difference. Uh, and. The threats that Biden made, for example, about sanctions, just on that particular point, uh, that he never implemented until it was too late. I mean, Trump would have just told him, you know, you try this and X, Y, Z, we're going to cut this off, we're going to cut that off. And remember, a Trump presidency, we would have been energy independent. We were energy independent. We were producing over 13 million barrels a day. We didn't need Russia, okay? We were the swing producer and we were independent, and we were actually exporting uh, net exports of fossil fuels. So we would have said, we are going to shut you down immediately. We would have going to go after your central bank. We're going to go after your oligarchs. We're going to go after your banks. We're going to go after your oil companies. We will, you know, so that's my point. He would have rattled his cage big time, which he is capable of doing. I was in the room, uh, I don't know how many times, with his phone calls, uh, with world leaders and all the bilats that I attended in the cabinet room or in the U.N. or the G7. I was the Sherpa for the G7 and the G20. He wouldn't have tolerated it. And he would have told him right there, up close and personal, if you do this, this is going to happen. It's going to happen tomorrow. And that's why I think uh, that's the difference between Biden and Putin. Larry Kudlow. Larry, thanks so much for Bye. being with us here on Clay and Buck. We appreciate it, sir. All right. Thanks very much. Pleasure. There's ever been a three-week period to illustrate the value of owning real gold? We're in it. Now, remember, I'm an owner of gold myself. It's part of my savings plan. And in times like this, when we see government overreach into the personal and business accounts of individuals and companies and volatility in the stock market due to unstable world events, owning gold provides you the best protection. 
Owning and holding real gold allows you a way to preserve the value of your savings account. I rely on the Oxford Gold Group to help me facilitate such purchases and delivery. They're good at it, the best, actually. They make it so easy. Gold has proven to hold its value when the effects of inflation make it less valuable. Oxford Gold Group, the industry leader in precious metals, is offering gold and silver at the lowest prices on the market. The Oxford Gold Group will beat any competitor's price on gold, silver, platinum, and palladium. Get gold you can hold or get real gold in your IRA or 401k today. Call the Oxford Gold Group to request your free precious metals investment guide by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone and speaking the keywords gold IRA. You'll receive your precious metals investment guide directly to your phone. Simply dial pound 250 and say the keywords gold IRA. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. Appreciate all of you hanging out with us. We are down in the great city of Houston, KTRH. Many of you listening here. we got a big event going on tomorrow. Uh, Jesse Kelly, Michael Berry, and more of the crew that is on this great station, KTRH, down in Houston. We appreciate you making uh, this show number one in the city of Houston. We're excited to be here for the next couple of days. So, Buck. Uh, this is a crazy story that I think is going to continue to get crazier and it threatens the very foundation of women's athletics. And it also points to the cultural fault line. I would say that exists right now where so many people are afraid to say basic 100% certain truths, which are these men compete against men and women compete against women in all athletics. The NCAA Swimming Championships are going to begin in less than two weeks. And there is a big Sports Illustrated exclusive with the transgender swimmer at the University of Pennsylvania who is poised to potentially, despite the fact that this swimmer swam with the men for three years before deciding to become a woman, has been setting all sorts of, and I'm using quotation marks here, women's swimming records all over NCAA sports this spring and, uh, well, I guess this winter. And this new swim uh, swimming competition, now this uh, women swimmer who calls herself Leah Thomas, is going to compete, potentially set all-time records in at Georgia Tech down in the Atlanta area for the NCAA Women's Swimming Championships, and also is now saying that she, he, whatever phrase you want to use to describe this swimmer, wants to be on the women's swimming team in the Olympics in 2024. So if you think it's already a crazy story that a man can swim for three years as a man in men's swimming and then change teams and become a woman and become the greatest women swimmer potentially in the history of college athletics, that now this swimmer wants to become a member of the women's swim team. Now, let me just give you this as a, let's take it outside of the world of men's and women's athletics. Every single boxer out there, anyone who's ever been a fan of boxing, knows that there's heavyweight boxers, Buck, big, strong dude, six, you know, six foot more. You weigh over 220 pounds. Big, the biggest guys out there. Do not fight against the smallest guys. Uh, if you look at Little League, I coach Little League baseball. I coach Little League basketball. I don't get to bring in a 17 year old to play in my 11 year old basketball league or my 11 year old baseball league. Guy would be a lot better because he's a full grown man. This is a direct attack on women's athletics. It would, in theory, create the end of women's athletics because as soon as you allow men who are bigger, stronger, and faster than women to identify as women and compete against them and beat them, it is an absolute destruction. And we're not getting, and this has got me so fired up, Buck, all these people out there who claim to be big feminists, all these people who claim to be care so much about Title IX and women's equality, they're all silent and they're complicit in this craziness. This was all predictable. And what was fascinating was as this played out, I'd say over the last 10 years in particular, the trans agenda as it comes to as it relates to uh, sports issues 
we were always told in the early days, I'm sure you remember this, oh, that's not going to happen. That's exactly that's, what we were told. That we're, no one's saying that. Just be polite. Just be nice. This is about being nice. This is about being decent to people. Use their preferred pronouns. Agree with them. Just do this because you're being a nice person. I really hate, and this is used often against people on the right in this country, because I think that, and I know people would argue with this over the, uh, they'd say, well, Trump might have changed that in some way, but I think conservatives have a culture of politeness and consideration. I, I, I think that, that, I just believe that. I Maybe people could argue with me. And this is now about trying to take what started out as courtesy, using someone's preferred pronoun, and just deny objective reality. That's that's what has that's the transition, if you will, that we have been witness to here. And there's a lot of the, the same way that they were making arguments, Clay, about masks. Oh, come on. It'll make people feel better. You know, it's fine. And ignoring the downside. Let's just talk about that for a second here, because all you ever hear from the media is this is about someone's affirmation and this is about. You know, who they are as a person, all this sort of stuff. Which is the way the entire Sports Illustrated article is written, not surprisingly, as if this person is a hero. What about the Olympic hopeful on the U.S. or any team, for that matter, who has lived like a third of her life in a swimming pool to be at the absolute top of that that sport, who will possibly now go to the Olympics and lose out on a gold medal? Lose out on any medal. Lose out on a spot on the team entirely. What about the lack of kindness and courtesy for that person? This is just like we were talking about, oh, let the transgender youth, you know, in high school use the the, the girls' locker room. It'll make them feel better. Uh, well, what about the 12-year-old girl that now has to get dressed next to a, a, a biological, biological male, also known as a male? This is why, you know, it started out with just use the preferred pronoun, just be nice to people. And we all, look, we want to be nice. We want to treat everybody well. But at some point, you can't live by lies. And Leah Thomas is living by a lie here. Leah Thomas, you can change your name. It's fine. You know, call call this person Leah. But even in all the news coverage of it, it's always, uh, it's always a situation where Leah Thomas is referred to as a she. Leah Thomas is not a she. And, and once you start with the basic... I'm going to I'm going to make this concession that gender gender cannot be changed. That's not reality, it's not scientific reality. But uh, but also just on the on the on the losses that will occur because of this to people. Leah Thomas is not the last person who's going to do this. And think of all the people along the way who feel like not only are they missing out on medals and spots on teams clay, but at some level their sport is being made a mockery of now. This is absurd. Uh, w- women's swimming is being made a mockery of by this by the reality of not actually segregating anymore by gender. This is absurd. Well, what's also wild about this, Buck, is we talk so much about improper benefits in the world of athletics. And so take it outside again of transgenderism. And if you are taking steroids, for instance, uh, we're living down in Houston where Roger Clemens was, right, for a large part of his career, if I remember correctly, if you're able to be bigger, stronger, and faster through using drugs, you aren't allowed to compete. They test you for the Olympics, right, to see whether or not you're using prohibited substances. How in the world is changing your gender not considered to be a prohibited substance? Just follow me on this on this logic. If you can get you know, Barry Bonds, let's use Barry Bonds as an example. Most people know him. Uh, great player decides that he's going to use steroids, becomes the home run king of Major League Baseball, gets caught using steroids, and Congress investigates what is going on with steroids in baseball. You can argue whether or not Congress should get involved, but the idea was the inherent fair play of athletics demanded that Congress investigate, and also because we didn't want to encourage 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds out there to shoot themselves up with drugs. Back in the day, the East German women dominated in the Olympics because they were using steroids. Same thing happened with Russians, right? They were doping. They were using all sorts of illegal substances. How is that impermissible? But you are going to say a man can decide to turn himself into a woman by using drugs, and then that man can dominate women's athletics, and that's considered to be okay. And I'll give you an example of what you were just hinting at, Buck. We, uh, my guys did a great job, and girls, covering this at OutKick and still are, uh, because most people won't touch it in the world of sports. One of the girls on the Penn swimming team who didn't want her name to be used said that when she grows up 
and gets married and has her own kids, she hopes that she has boys because if she has girls, her fear is transgender men who have decided to become women are going to end women's athletics. She said what you pointed out. Right now it's one person who is dominating in women's sports. But what happens when there's 15 people dominating women's sports? What happens when the sprinting uh, at the Olympics is all dudes who have decided to be girls? And and who thinks who thinks that there's not going to be in an increase in this once you we're talking about the Olympics. You you meet a college swimmer, you obviously don't make a dime. And and swimming is not in general, a big uh, a big money draw for anybody. Until you're talking about being a gold medalist, yes. gold medalist is they they've done analysis to show it's worth seven figures, right? It's worth a few million dollars, especially a in a sport like swimming, it, it, where people pay right. attention at the Olympics. There's there's actual endorsement value to that. Well, now now you get to be a hero to those who are on the ideological left for doing this because they remember they they don't think this is bad. The the true hardcore left in this country thinks that this is to be celebrated and if you don't celebrate it you're a bigot that is the official party line ask AOC ask anybody who's a democrat on the left who is prominent in the movement and they'll say this is great i celebrate this leah thomas is a hero a civil rights hero they're completely insane but but put that aside she for called a herself reportedly the jackie robinson of women swimming I mean that is so offensive. On uh, I, mean, I mean that's crazy, crazy right now. That, that yeah. she there's been a dispute about whether that quote was out there, but that report has been out there that one of her teammates said that she is referring to herself as the Jackie Robinson Un- of women's unbelievable. Swimming. And and yet here we are. This is once you have people that are going to become millionaires. Now your choice is become transgender, be a multimillionaire and a hero to the left, uh, or or be an obscure you know just an okay athlete. male swimmer, an okay male swimmer. What what's What's the choice going to be for a lot of people? I think we all we all recognize. And by the way, this is going to be increasingly normalized too. That's yes. the whole point. So this won't even be a thing that gets a lot of attention. That is the, the true goal of the movement. Here is essentially you can't make any gender uh, gender distinction when it comes to sports competition. Which can we all just remind ourselves? We all know this is crazy, right? Everyone yes. listening to this knows it's crazy. Democrat Party, Nancy Pelosi will not denounce it. Joe Biden will not denounce it. Top to bottom, they'll go along with it. No woman, fuck would ever win an Olympic medal again if we only had a unisex sport, right? If if you, every sprinter, and here's a great example, we're down in Texas right now, every single high school boy who set a Texas State sprinting championship record was faster than the fastest woman who's ever existed in the most recent, uh, the most recent state competition. It's a big difference. Women would never win. This is the destruction of women's athletics if it continues to grow, which it will. Car repairs are no longer simple or inexpensive. If your vehicle's out of warranty, it's a big deal. You have to plan for the maintenance and repairs. And you know what? This is why so many people have a protection plan through CarShield. Whether your car has 5,000 or 100,000 miles on the odometer, CarShield has monthly coverage options for all budgets. They make it easy to get your car fixed. When you need repairs, you choose the mechanic. You trust CarShield takes care of the rest. They can give you a rental car, roadside assistance, trip reimbursement, all included at no extra cost. They've helped millions of Americans. That's why they, millions of Americans, that's why they are America's number one auto protection company without a doubt. Getting the coverage is as easy as one, two, three. One, contact CarShield for your free quote. Two, tell them about your vehicle. Three, choose the type of protection you need. If you love your car, take care of it. Get covered today. Go to carshield.com slash Clay and Buck or call 800-391-8888 to get 10% off your plan. That's carshield.com slash Clay and Buck or 800-391-8888 to save 10%. A deductible may apply. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. 
The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Nowadays, 20 bucks barely gets you a burger and fries or maybe a quarter tank of gas. You know what it will get you, though? For $20 a month, you can get unlimited talk, text, and plenty of 5G data from my cell phone company, Pure Talk. You'll get the same quality of service as AT&T, Verizon, or T-Mobile, but for half the cost, the average size family saves almost $1,000 a year, all with no contracts and no activation fees. You can keep your cell phone number and your phone or get great deals on the latest iPhones and Androids. Make the switch today and save an additional 50% off your first month. Choose a wireless company who shares our values, who supports our military and veterans, creates American jobs, and refuses to advertise on fake news networks. Go to puretalk.com slash buck to switch today so you can actually afford that burger and fries. That's puretalk.com slash buck. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. We are here in hour three of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton show. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for rolling along. If you're joining, welcome. Welcome on board. We got a lot to do. And as promised, we are joined by our friend Zuby now. He is a podcaster, rapper, author, and general life and fitness guru. He was with us in studio in New York. Now he joins us remote. Zuby, great to have you, sir. Hey, how's it going, guys? We're all right. I, I want to have you, because Clay and I, you know, you, you've been a voice uh, for sanity in an era of insane COVID policy for a long time here. And I, I feel like there's this general, oh, we're all supposed to be so relieved at this point because the COVID madness seems to be receding. I, I'm trying to raise the alarm here. First of all, I'm not letting it go. I'm not letting go the bad decisions because there's been no accountability. But I'm also concerned, Zuby, that this stuff could all come back. Here is uh, HH Secretary, Health and Human Services Secretary Becerra, saying that, you know, I mean, some people are going to keep wearing masks. Play 20. This is not a light switch. You just can't go on and off. Uh, it's a matter of doing this, knowing the science, being thoughtful about how we do this. There will be people who will continue to wear masks. Some have to. Those who are immunocompromised are under five year, years of age. Children still aren't vaccinated. And so right. we still have reason to be cautious. But look, we're in a different place today and we can move forward and we know what it takes. And we're putting the tools together. That medicine right. cabinet is a lot more full. So bureaucrat here saying, I guess your your four year old still has to mask up. I mean, this is a psychosis, Zuby. What do we do about it? Man, I mean, this is a tricky situation because, you know, I had a tweet go viral the other day saying that the science is different in every city and country. And so if you don't like where the science is, where you are, then you can simply relocate. Um, I'm originally from the UK in my home country of England. All restrictions, all mandates have been dropped in England now. Even if you test positive with COVID, there's not even an obligation to self-isolate. The entire thing has been totally downgraded. So it's been interesting that England, of all the Anglosphere countries in the West, was the first one out of all this. I'm surprised that we uh, managed to out-freedom out the USA. So, look, 
there are people who have gained a lot of power, money, and control through this, and they don't want to let this go. They, they've been having the time of their lives. They've never been able to have so much control and power and relevance over people, and they've been saying nonsense that doesn't make sense from the very beginning. I'm not sure who that, who that was that was just talking on that clip, but talking about... H- HHS Secretary, you know, the Health and Human Services Secretary, okay. so yeah. big bureaucracy, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the notion that four-year-olds should be wearing masks or remotely concerned about anything or that should even be considering taking a vaccination for something that essentially has a 0% chance of killing or hospitalizing. The whole thing's insane. It's been insane from the beginning. We've known for two years at this point that that is one demographic that we really do not need to worry about, thank God. But this has nothing to do with science. Um, It hasn't done for a long time. Nothing to do with science, nothing to do with keeping people safe, nothing to do with logic, rationality. You can blow infinite holes through this entire narrative. So I think that the people, the population in every given city, region, nation, and so on need to just, you know, just take, take the power back. I think people need to stop going along with nonsense that they know to be nonsense. And I've been saying this from very early on, but I think overall that's the solution. And they're only going to push as hard as people will tolerate, which is why even in the USA, you've had some places which um, essentially never had any restrictions or very, very limited. And you've got places which are still getting, you know, they're still doing all this crazy stuff. It's, it's not about science. It's, um, it depends on the people and the people always have the power. Zuby, one of the first places I saw you uh, was when you decided that you were going to become the greatest weightlifter in women's history and broke uh-huh. many of the women's weightlifting records. We just had a segment <laughs> in the last hour where we talked about Penn's transgender swimmer. You were satirizing uh-huh. the absurdity of the idea that men and women are competing on an even playing field given uh, that men are bigger, stronger, and faster than women. What do you think about the world that we're in now where the greatest, and I'm using quotation marks here, women's swimmer of all time is a guy who decided to become a woman and now potentially wants to become a member of the 2024 women's swimming Olympic team? How crazy. I mean, you can't even satirize this. Yeah, well, as a, as um, as the British women's deadlift and bench press record holder, um, I I support I support this move because <laughs> this is look this might be the level of absurdity that things have to go go to for people to wake up. Maybe we need um maybe we need LeBron James transitioning and going into the WNBA. We need Usain Bolt transitioning and breaking some women's sprinting records. If this is what it takes for people to just wake up out of this psychosis of stupidity and fear. And cowardice, then, um, then, then so be it. I mean, honestly, the people who, the, you know, the, I don't want to sound like I'm victim blaming here, but the individuals who are competing against this individual, they're the ones who should be taking a stand. If I'm a, if I'm a female swimmer and I'm losing to a male, um, supposedly in a, in a female sport, then I and my team and my fellow competitors should take a stand and say, no, we're not, we're not competing. Again, you know, this is not fair. This doesn't make sense. They need to stand together. And again, because of this nonsensical political correctness and this pandemic of cowardice, which has been going on in the West for over a decade now, people don't want to do it. People don't want to tell the truth. People don't want to take a stand on any principle. You'll hear them whine and complain in the background, but they won't take a stand. And unless people are willing to take a stand, then they're going to get they're going to get what they get. And um, it's hard to defend people who refuse to defend themselves. We're speaking to podcaster, author, rapper, and what was it? Global women's deadlift champion, uh, <laughs> technically speaking, Zuby. The other things are all true, although I guess technically it depends. But Zuby, I, I do wonder if at some point one of the ways that people may be to, to, to take your, your experiment, which we all know you did to prove a point, um, but maybe this, the system has to be brought down in some ways, or rather the edifice that's being created here of lies by people doing just that. I mean, someone saying, well, I'm going to transition. Well, I'm not going to. How do they even determine these things? I mean, for the purposes of professional sports, mm-hmm. they're trying to now set up some kind of testing regimen about how much test, you know, you can't take additional testosterone. But I mean, in the case of Leah Thomas, you've had testosterone therapy. She, uh, Leah Thomas has had testosterone therapy for over 10 years already, so to speak, by being a male. So it, it feels yeah. like the, how do we bring this thing to a halt? Like when when does it reach the or, or or run into the brick wall of reality in a way that even the left has to admit. 
Well, I don't want to get to the stage where females are completely getting destroyed or even physically hurt or completely driven out of their own sports. But that is the logical conclusion of this, if people allow it to continue. I mean, when you allow mistruth and you allow lies and you allow cowardice to completely take root in a society, this is, this is where you end up. Everybody knows that this is absurd. Everyone knows. I mean... Does anyone really, is there, are there really people out there in this world who believe that males and females are exactly the same? Of course, of course we don't. It's not true across any animal species, let alone human beings. It's why we have sports separated to begin with. It's why you have male prisons and female prisons. It's why you have male bathrooms and female bathrooms, etc. And by the way, this is all for the, this is all to protect women, right? It's not that men's sports are going to suddenly start getting flooded with female competitors. That's not a concern. And the fact that it's not a concern in itself shows how absurd this whole thing is. Like, why is it only a one-way situation for all the people saying that, oh, you know, it's, uh, there's no advantages. It's like, okay, well, let's, let's get some female transitioning to, to claim their men and let's see them compete in American football or rugby or basketball or sport, anything. But they, they can't. Um, so why is that? Because there's a difference. And, Honestly, it blows my mind. I mean, it's been three three years since I uh, had that deadlift video go viral, but it truly amazes me that this has been a debate going on now for over five years. So I'm like, how how is this even how is this even a debate? How is this even on the table? This shouldn't be something that people are even taking sides on. It's not something that should be politicized. And you know, there's also it's humorous in a way, um, and there's nothing funnier than people who have been talking about following the science for the past two years who then will tell you with a straight face that, you know, males and females are the same or that men can menstruate or get pregnant or whatever. The whole thing is absurd. Um, but as I said, people need to be willing to, I, I it can't just be me or you or like a couple people being willing to broach the topic and speak the truth. It, need, it needs a majority. And I know the majority agrees with us, but unless they're willing to say so, then they don't matter. You know, what's interesting, Zuby, is it's not even a majority, right? Because if this were a thing where 45% of people felt one way and 55% felt another way, or even 50-50, which is the case with a lot of political issues today, I'm sure you notice this, and this is what is so uh, fascinating about an issue like this. This is like 95 to 5. There's almost no one that will even defend the idea that a male swimmer can decide to become a woman and then set all-time women's records, right? Uh, and yet, what you have is, to your point, a conspiracy of silence because even though this is a 95 to 5 issue, people are so afraid of the 5, right? The 5%, the tiny minority out there labeling them that they're afraid to say something. That's why I always say if you take it outside of the world of uh, men's and women's athletics, like just consider boxing. Nobody out there is going to say, hey, Floyd Mayweather's a great boxer, right? Mike Tyson back <laughs> in the day was a great boxer. We wouldn't let them fight against each other because Mike Tyson would probably kill Floyd Mayweather because he's a lot bigger. That's the equivalent of male-female difference, and yet people are terrified to really say it in the world of sports. Exactly. And it's not simply about fairness. It's about truth. And this is the underlying thing with this issue. It's like, if we as a society give up on objective truth, right, we give up on objective truth, then we're in serious trouble. So for me, the implications of this are way deeper than fairness and, you know, treating women fairly or protecting women or so on. Sure, that's a part of it. But it's also just about recognizing reality. We yeah. need to be able to agree on objective reality. If we can't do that on something as simple as male and female, something we've been able to agree on forever, and which you know a two-year-old can tell you the difference between a male and a female inherently, um, if we give up on that, then you could brainwash people to believe pretty much anything. And that's not a situation I think we want to... It's not a situation we want to be in, where people are lying and are essentially forced to uphold lies. I think that's a problem we've had again, over the past two years with this entire nonsensical narrative around, um, you know, around this virus, where there have been so many lies and so much deception and people not willing to tell the truth, um, it leads to bad places and it's led to bad places in history. So I'm always someone who is interested in the truth, um, upholding it when we know what it is and trying to find it when we're not totally sure what it is. That's why we have these discussions and debates and conversations, because 
yeah, sure, sometimes it's it's hard to know what the truth is or there's a range of different um, opinions, but we need to be able to at least exist in the same reality because um, if we're trying to do math and I'm saying 2 plus 2 equals 4 and you're saying 2 plus 2 equals 5, then we've broken the entire system. Zuby, where can folks go to follow your work and uh, hear what you've got going on day to day? Yeah, sure. Um, you can follow me on all social media at Zuby Music. That's Z-U-B-Y Music. And you can find my music and podcast on all platforms. Just search my name, Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, and you will find me. Zuby, thanks so much, man. Great to have you on the show again. Most welcome. Take care. The words found in our Constitution have been read and reread by hundreds of millions of people. They've been translated into countless languages. They're the very definition of freedom. In this country, they define your freedoms and mine. But how well do you really know the document? If you were given the chance to hold a copy of it and reread it, relearn it, would you take the time? Hillsdale College hopes so. This is the college that's reaching and teaching Americans about the Constitution and has for decades now. Hillsdale College is giving away free copies of this document, a million of them. Every American should have their own copy of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. These founding documents establish the freest and most prosperous nation in history. And these days, with so much of our liberty under threat, it's really important to read and understand our founding documents. To claim yours, go to clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. They'll mail it to you free of charge. Generous donors to Hillsdale have already taken care of all of it. You can reserve your copy at clayandbuck4hillsdale.com. That's Clay and Buck for Hillsdale.com. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes and their families since 9-11. These are our first responders and service members who serve our communities and our country, or those who die in the line of duty or are severely injured, and our veterans who fought for our nation's freedoms only to return home, fall on tough times, and become homeless. Heroes like Buffalo firefighter Jason Arno and his family. Arno was killed while protecting his community, battling a warehouse fire. He left behind his wife and a young daughter. In their darkest hour, Tunnel to Towers provided Arno's wife and daughter with a mortgage-free home. The foundation lifted a financial burden, enabling them to stay in the home where they made memories with their hero. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good. Support the families of America's greatest heroes, the families of fallen first responders like Jason Arno, plus Gold Star families with young kids, severely injured service members, and homeless veterans. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T2T.org. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams, offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.